Sarah. Hi, Mary. <laughs> How are you? I'm really excited to record this episode. Oh my god, me too. Finally, it's hammer time. Oh no, I wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I should have written it down. It's okay, I've got some more puns coming up that hopefully hopefully you won't have thought of first. <laughs> Should we call the episode Hammer Time? Yes, yeah, definitely. Amazing. Oh my God. What is going on with Army Hammer? What is going on with him? I mean, like this week has just been, I mean, like Donald Trump gets kicked off Twitter and like Pinterest <laughs> and all of these other things. Azalea Banks spoils her cat. Oh my god! Um, amazing. Um, and just, but this is really like this. Uh, this is really the news piece that just I, it just made me so happy. I just had a great day on Wednesday. Was um, it Wednesday. I was just so happy, like you know, putting like hints to it up in my stories. I didn't know who Michael Michael Phelps <laughs> was. Is is that the name? My, the Michael Phelps of fucking. The Michael Phelps of fucking. So like, I had to Google that, and then everyone was like, "How do you not know who Michael Phelps is?" It's like, why would I know the name of a swimmer? I don't exercise. Um, but um, yeah, it was. And it, I don't know. I just, I just had such a fun day. Like it was. I felt that you know, I really had something to bring to the office Slack in the morning. <laughs> like, I hijacked the editorial meeting. <laughs> it was, you know, it's just, it's just been a really nice way of bringing everyone together. So. Yeah, absolutely this is the water cooler moment that like is going to top them all it, yeah. this it's exhilarating it's very um, exhilarating it's really I do feel I mean it's erotic not in the like sexual <laughs> sense but I feel alive because this has happened yeah it's really animated me as well yeah. like it's, it's our, er, this is our erotic drive this is like where my like erotic drive really comes into its own like dissecting celebrity dms <laughs> yeah yeah well because the thing is like when i first saw army hammer dms trending mm-hmm. i was like ooh, you know because like army hammer like sexy millennial heartthrob you know and I'm like, what, what's what's going on? And then and nothing would have prepared me for a cannibalism scandal. <laughs> yeah, that is not what I expected. I got it from my friend Millie, texted it to a group chat. And I think we both read the same like long story by yeah. um, BBF Bravo Instagram, which I just we would like want to compliment for your curation of this event because it was really beautiful and sort of it goes it's just very nicely put together and he sort of brought it I don't know who's behind it but they brought in like supporting evidence from around the internet and different times like mm-hmm. interview quotes like likes on Twitter you know everything's together in this one thread which is really great. And big just, shout out. Yeah, big shout out. Really good. And I went through the first, you know, first few DMs and I was like, this is boring. You know, <laughs> this is just, this is just like the, the most embarrassing thing about this is the typos. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, like, that is the thing about erotica. Like, you don't realize how important it is to, like, to check your spelling and grammar. <laughs> Because it can be really like it really breaks the sexiness if you're if like you're constantly making typos. He needs like a sub editor, a sub editor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He needs a sub editor. Um, and I didn't even write that one down. Um, That's brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I got to the the I got to some of the other messages. Yeah, and um, honestly, I felt it. I, it really frightened me. It felt like watching a horror me movie. Me too. 
Yeah. It was a real life horror movie. Yeah, it is. It's like, if he, I mean, there's still, I mean, there's not really any doubt, I don't think, but there's still sort of doubt about the authenticity of these messages. But if he didn't write them, I want to know who did, because I think they should have some kind of book deal. Yeah. Because, like, it reminded me of the time that I um, was, like, in my early 20s, and I went on holiday to Barcelona, and I just picked up American Psycho off, like, the communal bookshelf in our living room thinking this would be a nice beach read and then I got about halfway through because you know American Psycho it's so readable and you don't realize what you're in until you're about until you're already in it yes I got to about the middle and I was like oh fuck I've ruined my holiday (laughs) I I can't I don't feel good or nice I feel really upset like on a lovely beach and I'm going to feel upset for days and that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I felt reading some of these messages yeah um, so yeah, it was very pure horror. It really reminded me of watching like a controversial film. It was very extreme, extreme DMing. Extreme and like yeah, I totally got the American Psycho thing as well. Like I was, um, I told you like a couple of episodes ago, I might have mentioned that I was, I had taken up to like listening to audiobooks while mm. walking around my neighborhood. But now, you know, I did listen to American Psycho, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is like 24 hours long or something. It's crazy. It's a very long audiobook. And now I every time I go out in my neighborhood, I have like associations with different parts to different oh, no. like chapters and scenes. And there's one specific park. It's actually a really nice park called Penrose. I think it's called Penrose Park or... Anyway, it's in Kennington, and it, I have this morbid association with it, particularly with the scene of when he, you know, like the the rat scene. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I can't go back there. <laughs> yep, I know you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I should just say as well, like before I get into the memes, that if 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 you hear me laughing or sounding like I'm making light of this. I'm not in any way trying to like minimize the horrific experience of people who've been caught up in this and like the trauma that it's clearly caused people like probably for life. Um, I am not minimizing that. Like that's horrific and and horrible. Um, If, if I do laugh or seem like I'm making light, it is just a defensive response to the violence because it is kind of, you know, I'm I'm looking at it as just um, someone completely out, an outsider from that from from that drama, and it's like when you encounter something something so disgusting, you have to almost like dissociate from it, mm-hmm. and humor humor is just a vehicle for that. So what I saw some amazing memes that have come out of this, like um. <laughs> There was this guy who said on Twitter, everyone is saying Army Hammer is accountable. Oh, my God. And I'm saying, come on, guys, that's got to be an ex- exaggeration. And then Army Hammer with like the screenshot from his from his DMs. I am 100 percent accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one that was like the massage scene from Call Me By Your Name. And oh my God. Saying, he was tenderizing him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is 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 Timothy Chalamet okay? Like, do we need to check on him? What's oh. going on? Because there is one DM in which he says t- to one of the ladies, one of the kittens, he says um, something like, I wish there had been kittens at my feet when I was shooting Call Me By Your Name, and Luca would have liked that too. 
Oh. So I'm wondering, like, does the FBI need to check Lucas? <laughs> Look what Gu- Guadagnino's DM. Is there a Hollywood cannibal ring? Oh my god! Would it surprise you? Would it even surprise no. you? No way. <laughs> it would surprise me if there wasn't one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about sex and like speech around sex and like you know. Uh-huh. But our intention really was kind of to provide a bit of a psychoanalytic reading of these yeah. DMs. If you're upset by these DMs, you're upset by them. Like I was upset by them. It's kind of you know, and we are going to be reading them. So if you if you think that you're going to be upset by them and you can't and you don't want to be, then stop listening. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like a huge content warning that yeah, if you if you yeah. don't if you haven't read American Psycho, if you don't watch horror movies, if you you know, then you might not like this. Yeah, um, because it does describe uh, you know edge play, um, <laughs> ex- ex- extreme BDSM. Um, and, you know, involving blood, violence, rape, and cannibalism. Yes, so that's what we've got for you. And, you know, I have to also just put it out there, like, just, you know, um, my Virgo moon is telling me to, like, insist that, you know, this is all allegations, and these are alleged. Army Hammer has denied that the messages were real, and he's responded to them as an online attack. Uh, even though there's already been a massive consequence for him because he's been asked to step away from the upcoming film uh, Shotgun Wedding. Well, again, alleged, because he said he decided to step away from that film. Oh, that's right. Because he's he doesn't want to leave his kids alone. <laughs> they've just like, when they've, you know, when his father's just been, their father's just been like outed as a cannibal fetishist. Right. Um, so, yeah, again, okay. we don't Again, know. alleged. Again, alleged. Again, we don't know. Um, also like I mean this I don't know if this is going to get me a lot of hate like and I'm not saying this in a I can't be convinced otherwise way or like I'm not deliberately being like I'm not deliberately being like dense but Mm -hmm. you know when we say like allegations Mm -hmm. what's I mean what's the offense exactly like you know because he hasn't done any of these things that he's writing about no and well the thing is okay maybe it's worth going through the dms because there's definitely some things that he is only fantasizing about and he's expressing them in written language like he's dming um and in from his verified account (laughs) which is amazing he doesn't even have a finsta um but he also has done some things that you know, go beyond just description and words like there. So maybe let's just go run through some of the some of the things he said. Okay, cool. I haven't got anything down like on a timeline. I've just got the ones that really stood out to me. Um, and I'm not going to be reading the entire DM exchange, just some like phrases and, and bits that really jump out. Okay, cool. Oh, by the way, I should also just mention uh, that Army Hammer is a Virgo. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, interesting. Um, I, I somebody actually published this list of serial killers, and it's crazy because Scorpio gets such a bad rap for being like twisted. And from the list of the most the most famous or infamous serial serial killers, there's not a single Scorpio. I'm proud to say, the vast majority are Virgo and Gemini. Interesting. 
Yeah, like vast. I'll send it to you. It's insane. Like Gemini and Virgo are pretty much split down the middle and they take up about 90%. And then the like 10% is Sagittarius and Pisces. Wow. <laughs> so you see, like Scorpios are like so chill, Scorpio you know? The detectives of the world, not the serial killers. Exactly. Killer. We're out protecting your ass from the yeah. serial killers. Maybe it's because, you know, we understand serial killers a little too much, but <laughs> still, you know, we haven't we haven't done anything. We're just no. We, we, we're way too self-aware to actually do the sick things exactly. we think about. We understand the difference between fantasy and reality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so these are just the bits that jumped out at me. So okay. he said, so Army Hammer, I quote, I'm 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Yes. I need to drink your blood. I crave it. Mm-hmm. So these are all from various DMs. I want to see your brain, your organs, every part of you. I would definitely bite it 100% or try to fuck it. Not Mm -hmm. sure which. Probably both. If I fucked you in a vegetative state, I'd keep you, feed you, wash you, and keep fucking you till you are so sore and broken. Yeah, that's a bit that upset me. I know. I mean, that's pure American psycho. Yeah, it is pure American psycho. It's pretty much copied from American psycho, I think. Yeah. So this is from another DM, cutting you into pieces and fucking the pieces. Think of me eating you. You just lay on the floor and I'll fuck you whenever I walk past you. This is from another one. This one actually reminded me of the of um, Keith Ranieri from the Nixium cult. So he this is where he says, um, Army Hammer allegedly said, brand you, tattoo you. Mm-hmm tattoo you mark you shave your head and keep your hair with me cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me um then he's like we'd win the contest of strongest master slave relationship when i tell you to slit your wrists and use the blood as lube for anal Mm -hmm. um another one i'm going to come thinking of breaking your bones my cock is in my hand thinking of breaking your ribs I really hope my mom is not listening to this episode. Yeah, I'm going to warn my mom. <laughs> Do not listen to this. Um, I'd stitch you back up after I come. Won't let you die. Waste of a perfect slave. I like um, how he keeps saying, interspersing this with like, tell me your fantasy and then just like carrying on. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced that anyone's on the other, other end of this. <laughs> like, this is like the DM equivalent of someone just like putting the phone down on their desk and walking away while you somebody <laughs> talks. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. Okay, warm blood all over my cock as I fuck you in the ass, drinking it while fucking you. You coming you coming while blood is all over us, me rubbing blood all over both of our faces. I have to say, I think the most unlikely part of all of this is her coming. <laughs> that's the real fantasy. In that's my science opinion. fiction. Yeah, that is that's fucking science fiction. <laughs> Yeah, on what planet, bro? <laughs> um, <laughs> I decide when you eat, when you sleep, when you come, when you use the bathroom, everything. Promise. Fucking promise. You don't get to think about anything except doing what I say. That's very Virgo, actually. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> I will own you. 
that's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Would you come and be my property till you die? I want to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket. So I always have a piece of you in my possession. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm coming to the end now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Think about me raping you. My warm cum all over your broken body. I'm going to fuck you from behind while I have a belt around your neck. And then he clasped it apparently. Say that you're mine, mine, M-I-N-E, I own you now. And he also in- apparently enjoys choking women and he anally raped a woman on the floor with a knife against her while she cried and screamed. And he stood over her saying, I felt like a god. I've never felt such power or intensity. Okay, that's the bit that I have the issue with a little bit. Uh-huh. Because it seems like he's talking to the girl he did that with. But, like, I didn't interpret it as, like, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being naive. But I Mm -hmm. didn't interpret it as, like. That they did that. Well, no, I interpreted it as, like, that word rape being, like, the word for the, like, role play that they were doing. Okay, so in other words, uh, it was, what is it, CNC, consensual non-consent? Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah, I, that's true. how I interpreted it, because I was like, I don't, I mean, I'm not, I hope I'm not like giving too much away about myself here, but I didn't consider that too outlandish if it was like a, if it was a, a sexual game. Like, oh yeah, no, was, that's like, true, that, that is seems, fair. That doesn't seem like, I mean, the, I think like n- I don't think, think any women would be interested in like having their toe cut off for someone's like sexual satisfaction or maybe like a very small small minority of women maybe three in the world yeah. but like mm-hmm. but lots of women fantasize about rape like not you know oh, yeah, about, yeah. Like, rape type situations you know absolutely and that and we're, absolutely and we're definitely not king shaming like cnc like consensual non-consent like mm-hmm. that is a total a totally valid um you know type of adult relationship that doesn't have to that doesn't need to be criminalized if both parties are entering into it willingly and if they have a safe word or but but the thing about it is that army hammer is notorious for uh well allegedly telling his sexual partners to to ditch the safe word Uh, did you come across this no i didn't yeah so um he, he he apparently um uh, would sometimes negotiate and say, hey, what if we just like played around without a safe word? And one time he tried to get someone to fly out to London because he was um, he was coming here to shoot a movie and he wanted to like get somebody he was DMing with to fly out from the States and sleep with him and another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said in his DMs, he said, when you come, I, I when you, when you come over, I want you to. Uh, ditch your safe word we'll just play around without it but then that lady had the wherewithal to be like hmm is this is this right like is this gonna be legit so she asked her friend who was like a pro dom and he said you never ever ditch your safe word like Mm -hmm. that's not okay and that and she said that was the only reason why I didn't jump on that plane yeah I can imagine that's really yeah I never heard that before yeah, yeah. Um, it was on the, so it was in a highlighted Instagram story from House of Effie. 
mm-hmm. um, who has who's one of the people who leaked DMs, and like other women then wrote to her anonymously, and sh- and like they shared their stories of him. And um, so she she asked to remain anonymous, but her her screenshot is you can find it in the highlights. Um, and and she said that that you know just her getting a second opinion on the safe word was the thing that like saved her because she otherwise she would have been in for a world of pain. I mean literally. Um, I'm sorry, I've just gone on House of Effie's Instagram. Mm. Um, for that, there's two House of Effies. One of them, um, there's under the description, it says the Michael Phelps of fucking, which is amazing. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Um, and then um, the um, the like highlights where all the DMs are saved are under the title Hammer Horror. Yes, it's better than Hammer Time. Damn it! <laughs> like, that's I know, really, I know, really I know. That really is better. Yeah, that is a really good Instagram account to follow I only discovered it like really late last night when I was down like a hammer rabbit hole have I missed anything out of the other dm like dms is there something that you no, thought I, think, I think you I mean obviously like I want to talk about these some of these in like detail yes we um, have to but yeah like I think I think you even have some that I don't yeah it's all really kind of interesting yeah I wouldn't necessarily assume that a rape has occurred unless someone says it has yeah, and I, I don't agreed. think that anyone has. Um, no, no, I, I agree. I don't think this is. I don't. I really don't think it's a question of him being a rapist. I think it's a question of him going really extreme with people, uh, maybe not respecting their boundaries when mm-hmm. they do enter CNC, and then not providing aftercare because. So he follows this pattern with 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 women that he sleeps with. The thing that he always does is that he um, promises his subs that they're the only one, even though he has multiple subs. Mm-hmm. So he's not upfront about that. And then he uh, wants them to wait for him until he's divorced. He always says that to them. He expects them to drop everything at any point in their life to book a trip somewhere around the world to engage in the activity. But then he doesn't provide any aftercare and he basically ghosts them until he needs them again. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the kind of pattern that he always um, develops. And he always, when when he is called out on ghosting, He's, he always makes up the excuse that he's having um, a, a rough time in his life. He's going through some kind of crisis. So he tries to make them feel bad emotionally. I'm sure he is having some kind of crisis. <laughs> I, bet he do- like, I bet he is. This is yeah. not a happy guy. Like, no. You know, um, not to, I'm not like, I'm not remotely defending him. Like, I don't. Like, I don't care, like, what happens to Hollywood celebrities. Like, you know, I don't, I don't care that he, like, it doesn't, it, like, I'm not, I want to be a person that is like, someone shouldn't be, like, dropped from a film because of, like, an extreme kink. Like, pe- no. people are, like, wildly, insanely privileged to be working on, like, films at all. Like, and Absolutely. people's careers end for all sorts of reasons. Like, people just get bored of them. Like, people don't cast them because, I don't know, you know, there's so many reasons it's a very very difficult industry anyone that's even made one film is like insanely lucky and I don't think no. it's a terrible punishment to like not be a Hollywood celebrity anymore or not be or like have to go and change your career or not be a millionaire anymore who cares I don't mm. think I don't care at all 
Um, but I do, I think it's interesting because he sounds like so many men um, mm. who like, there is like, and there's a cultural problem with like, with like, there was, you know, there has been a cultural problem with like men not having like sexual and emotional responsibility for women since the fucking 60s when women were all told that like it, it like, free love was amazing and they were on the pill so nothing bad could happen um yeah and it's like it's totally untrue but i do yeah think, i think that like it, this this wouldn't be any different to a story about any other total asshole if it wasn't mm-hmm. the fact that he's he's like if it wasn't for the fact that his like fetishes or like fantasies are like so totally extreme, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like there are very similar dynamics at work here. Mm-hmm. I, in my online search, I was hoping to come across like an Army Hammer biography <laughs> because I really <laughs> want to know about this guy's background. Um, I did manage to pick up some things. No one's written a biography yet, but his great grandfather was an oil tycoon. Yes. Ca- called Armand Hammer, which I mean, he's obviously named after his great grandfather. But Armand, so he's obviously sh- um, shortened his name from Armand to, to, to Army. Mm-hmm. But a couple of associations here. It also sounds like Armand Hammer. And that sounds like just a ha- like an arm holding a hammer, which oh, is yeah. very... It totally does. You're right. Like arm and hammer, which is like a, that's what I picture a, a, a cannibal serial killer to, to be holding, you know? Like, <laughs> But then there is also a brand. I don't know if you guys have this in the UK. Maybe not. But in, in the US, there is um, a company called Arm and Hammer. Is it toothpaste? Yeah, you guys have it here too? Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, it seems like toothpaste like with like masculine leanings, like toothpaste <laughs> to men, like like women brush their teeth, but men smash them with a hammer. Like, and it's like, I don't really understand the marketing. Like, it's like, we all just need to take care of our teeth, guys. Yeah. Um, like, we get it. Dental hygiene is important. Yeah, like, okay, you can chew rocks, whatever. Like, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but the tagline of the company is this is, the standard of purity which is Ooh, so funny that is so weird anyway that's just an aside that hasn't probably nothing to do with his psyche but well, I just thought, thought it was funny did you read is it the BuzzFeed article that no. um, was written about him a few years ago it's called something like 10 years of trying to make army how ha- hammer happen <laughs> and it's basically talking about it's basically talking about like the many failures of his career and the general oh. like the general the general thrust of the article is that is like he's made a lot of bad choices in films. He's you know, he's been in some terrible things or he's like been in things that just disappeared and that like Hollywood continues to like try and build him up as a star. Like oh, because he's like, you know, white, rich and very handsome. Um, yeah, very think, tall. Yeah, like it's kind of it's a little bit like I get the point because it is, you know, it like it sort of finishes by saying like you know this guy and his like wealth and his publicity machine just like keeps on going whereas like really talented people from privileged backgrounds if they fail once they fail like wow it's also kind of like it says that like he was in call me by your name and it was just like another kind of tactic of him like he can't make it in big movies so he's going to do indie movies like (laughs) be like interesting and I was like hey 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 that's like a bit offensive to cinema yeah like, you know people you know, people just want to be in good films like even if they're like narcissistic rich kids 
yeah like, generally like and also it sort of says like he spins like his career as like as like you know a series of like explorations as opposed to like a series of failures but like we all do that like we all say yeah. we all like wanted to be something in our 20s that we'd maybe not so interested in being anymore and we all like thought that like these were our ambitions but found out that we really enjoyed doing something else so I think mm. it's, it's an interesting article like it's like I see what it's saying but I also think it's a little bit like I don't know it's it's sort of trying to make a big story out something that I don't necessarily think is a story but like oh yeah, yeah. Have this reputation for being like a spoiled rich guy who would like you to have a narr- like would like you to believe a narrative about him that he's like a, a struggling artist and he doesn't take family money and you know he's like really dedicated to his craft but like mm. I, I, like I said you know I don't I do not remotely feel sorry for like rich people going through hardships I think like I think fine like it happens to all of us sometimes yeah yeah absolutely feelings are hurt. like it, it's no more it's no more like it's no more sad that someone like him is failing than it is someone else is failing you know oh totally it's just that they and probably their their environment wants to build it up as this epic narrative because they are so out of touch and so when it happens to them they're like hey what is this I don't know struggle you know exactly um but but what what's interesting about his family though is that even though his great-grandfather is an oil tycoon or was an oil tycoon Army Hammer's dad, Julius Hammer, founded the Communist Party in New York. Whoa, that's interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. Like that denotes a kind of like family conflict there around mm. the hoarders of wealth and Army Hammer's father having like an actual maybe awareness of of the working class maybe. But anyway, it made me think of, you know, the the oft-cited phrase, no ethical consumption under capitalism. (laughs) I mean, like, herein is why I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh Because, like, like, you know, as soon as I saw these DMs, I I thought about all the, so many conversations we've had, so many podcast episodes where we talked about consumption you know yeah. we've actually talked about cannibalism we've really talked about cannibal films and we've talked about like that that like consuming to fill like consuming the lost object consuming to yeah. fill, fill like a void fill a sense of loss there's so much in here that is just so psychoanalytic I think oh, yeah. like there's you know the lost object there's like oral stage there's like you know it's shall we get into them because yes yes so interesting and I don't know if he realizes how interesting it is Um, yeah I know it is he it is really fascinating um you know especially when we think also that he uh was married for a lot of the time Mm. that he was writing these dms as well so he was there's also this infamous thing that he did which is where he went um had did an interview with playboy oh yeah and said something about his sex life with his wife um which he said he had too much to drink um (laughs) and said it which i do believe honestly yeah Um, me too okay um, so this is from his interview with playboy magazine that raised eyebrows when he described his sexual habits with his you know with previous partners and then his current relationship with his wife elizabeth chambers Um, So he said, well, if you're married to a feminist as I am, 
then it's, I don't know how much we can put here without my parents being embarrassed, but I used to like being a dominant lover. Sorry, is this is is this the right quote? Yeah, I like the grabbing of the neck and the hair and all that. Um, Yeah. But when you get married and your sexual appetites change, and I mean that for the better, it's not like I'm suffering in any way, but you can't really pull your wife's hair. It gets to a point where you say, I respect you too much to do these things that I want, that I kind of want to do. Mm. Yeah. And then he seemed to regret his oversharing and then later told E! News that he might have had too many to drink during his conversation with Playboy and he said let's just say that hindsight is 2020 don't drink don't drink during an interview so yeah. he tried to like brush it off I just think but, uh, he just shouldn't be putting anything in his mouth ever like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he needs to be on some kind of feeding schedule <laughs> keep him coming Sarah yeah, thank you <laughs> it's all I have <laughs> Um, yeah, what did you think of that? I think that is so revealing. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously made some kind of demarcation between what is acceptable sexually with his partner who he's married to and what is what is not. Mm-hmm. It's worth mentioning that Elizabeth Chambers, so she's an American TV personality and entrepreneur. She's the founder of the Texas-based Bird Bakery retail chain. Mm. And she's filmed uh, cooking shows on the Cooking Channel and the Food Network. She's even raised money for the San Antonio Food Bank. (laughs) And and her her bakery is also partnered with cancer um, nonprofit organizations. Um, And also it's it's, um, a protocol of her company that food that is not sold by her bakery is boxed and picked up by local nonprofits, including churches, fire and police departments. So this lady is like really branded herself. I mean, I don't don't want I don't mean to say suggested in a cynical way. I'm, I'm sure she probably has, you know, very genuine philanthropic uh, goals with her company. Yeah, she sounds like a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, for sure, you know, but she's, she, she's, a, she is like, um, she's not just like this kind of like silent entity in the couple. She is, she's very proactive and she's entrepreneurial, but, and her job is linked to food, mm. you know, and cooking and, um, and, and with that go signifiers of like morality and ethical consumption and, you know, sharing and being um, conscious of the community. And that is all linked up with food. And the fact that he has basically said, I'm a feminist and, you know, I used to, I used to be a dominant lover. So he's, he's, he, he, when he's expressing that he's claiming it as something that was part of his past. It's not something that he wants to acknowledge as doing or wanting to do anymore. So there's a clear repression there. And we know what happens when you repress, Mm -hmm. it comes back way stronger and with a vengeance and the fact that he went into it he said he liked to grab the neck and pull the hair and all this Mm. but he wants to be seen as like having evolved that he's changed his sexual appetites like he's talking about that as if it's like he's like a renaissance man like a new man like he's risen above those base desires and he's evolved you know yeah yeah i know what you mean i think um yeah, he's, it's a strange, 
It's interesting because I wonder if he'd said this in like marriage counseling as opposed to to Playboy, mm. would he still be married? Right. Because I don't think this like <laughs> I don't you know as much as I think that it's like built into misogyny. I don't think yeah. it's unusual to like find it difficult to reconcile like your like erotic drives with the person you live with every day. Mm. I don't think it's. I think it's the same with women as well. Um, yeah. I think lots of you know I've I've definitely so, you know have anecdotally like spoken to lots of like women who are married and like they like had trouble maintaining like the sexual dynamic that they had before they had kids, for example. Like mm-hmm. to do which, and it's like not just to do with like time and exhaustion. It's also to do with like, you know, like it's also to do with certain people's like dynamic. Like you've you're not like you're not the baby anymore. You can't mm-hmm. be like the sexy baby when you've got like a literal baby yeah. in the next room. Like you know, daddy yeah. is not such fun when you're like literally daddy. You know. <laughs> um yeah so I don't know like I think he's expressing something that actually a lot of people struggle with yeah um it's just that he's I don't know it's just that he's not express it's just that he's not expressing it very honestly he's like I he's like some people might you some people might have trouble fucking a feminist not me not me at all I'm 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 fine I'm not suffering at all this is no problem for me like I think that's the thing about that quote Definitely. Like, if someone had just honestly just said, like, you know, I had to kind of reconcile this about myself and it made me question, like, what I thought was my masculinity or what was sexy about me, it was like taken away and I didn't know how to be sexy anymore. Like, if someone had said that, if he'd said that, then that's like a lot more sympathetic because everyone can relate to that. Like, you know, I think, like, I could definitely relate to as a woman, like, having to try and learn to be sexy without putting myself in like a submissive role or putting myself in a you know Definitely. it's very difficult to like unlearn the things that you're taught um yeah. and it's sometimes and like or even like learning to have sex with people that are nice to me like that sounds so stupid but like mm. a lot of people re- like relate eroticism to suffering or to anxiety or to other things that are like that they're really used to but aren't actually like they mistake being turned on, like being anxious for being turned on or like feeling unsafe or all of those things. Like sex isn't very straightforward and you learn it like really young. You learn it before Mm. you even know what sex is. So like you can, a lot of like really fucked up stuff can get in there. Yeah. But so, so yeah, what I think about that quote is that like, there's like something I'm not sympathetic to it because it's just like a guy it's just it's really silly it's a really silly thing to say but I think there's like something unsaid in there that I sympathize with and I think if he hadn't given himself so much credit for being a feminist then maybe he could have got past it wow oh my gosh absolutely I think you nailed it there but it's exactly what you said it's repression like if you repress the fact that you know you're not that you like are anxious about your sexuality yeah. And it's going to come out in these really dark ways, including like DMing women, erotic cannibal poetry um, <laughs> <laughs> while you're still married. Yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal. Holocaust. Cannibal. cannibal Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's really good. <laughs> 
like that bit of like you know I want to hold your heart like heart in my hand while it's still beating I want to like keep a part of you inside me like my friend Nick Madassi was like if that had been in like in a, in a poem and in Portuguese it would have been romantic <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean um but I think yeah I think you're on to something there for sure that he I think you nailed it that he I, I saw actually um I saw a tweet. I'm just going to read it out. It's by Kill Dads. Okay. Um, I don't want to take credit. Um, so he said, um, no discourse, but Army Hammer is a man who said he prefers rough sex, but stopped wanting it with his wife because that's the mother of his children and he grew to respect her too much. Mm. That's what needs unpacking, the relationship between desire, power, and respect, not kink. Yeah, yeah, that's a really complicated thing. It is. Um, like also, but it's also like the, 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 re- the, like where he's gone wrong is assuming that people have rough sex with people they don't respect. Exactly. Yeah, it's, that's really sad. Um, that's where he's made that connection and that's the root of probably the license he's given himself mm -hmm. to act out a lot of misogynistic impulses because he thinks that you know it's appropriate because rough sex is with people that you you know see as not your equal Mm -hmm. um but what's really porn out there that like that Mm -hmm. does some really good uh relationships anyway I don't know we'll I'll, I'll find some after, after. <laughs> like, no but there's also something really because he he's he, he, the thing about Army Hammer is that because I, I listened to a few of his interviews as well and um he 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 really tells on himself like he does it more than once and he said so this is actually in another interview he said one chick tried to stab me when we were having sex I should so not be telling you this story. And then he goes on and does it anyway. And she said, and he says, um, she was like, true love leaves scars. You don't have any. And then she tried to stab me with a butcher knife. Of course, I promptly broke up with her seven months later. Mm. So that's interesting. So it's like, he's making these associations with, um, like showing your capacity for, for love on your body or like leaving your mark on someone else's body to prove you were there. Yeah. Um, Because that, that also linked to something else I learned about him. Um, And by the way, he actually grew up, he, he, I think he mainly lived in Los Angeles growing up, but he also spent some of his formative years in the Cayman Islands, which is a tag haven. Yeah. I didn't know that people lived there. I thought it was. (laughs) Someone leave him in a box of money as a baby. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be? Oh, it's like, oh, where's Army? Oh my god! It's like Home Alone, but with millionaires. Like, oh, I left him in the money box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, money suitcase. Being <laughs> wandered right now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, exactly. And then his whole family is down in the hotel lobby having drinks with like <laughs> Tory backers yeah. or something. You know. Tory MPs um but here's the thing he when he came back to Los Angeles with his family he enrolled in a high school like locally in LA but then in his last year he dropped out of high school to pursue an acting career and that's when his parents disowned him because they didn't approve of him leaving school 
But then he says that he has since, you know, his parents have since become supportive and proud of his work because he became successful. But there, that, there must have been some abandonment, abandonment issues there, like his parents disowning him. Yeah, I also assume that means his wife was the, was the breadwinner of the, of the Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, for a long time because he wasn't having any success. Yeah. And I have to assume that a lot of the DMs in which he's saying like, you know, I crave your blood. I want to eat you. I want to keep a piece of you with me. You know, it's like that to me links up with abandonment issues mm-hmm. um, and the cannibalistic fantasies fulfill something that he's not going to be alone. Like even if, even after they finished having sex, he's still ingesting a part of his lover or he's kept a part of her with him, yeah. you know? Maybe even her heart, like he's talking about holding the heart as it's beating and controlling when it beats. Like that's, that's really possessive. The washing um, was yeah. like that as well. Like, yeah. Um, also, the cutting off the toe and keeping it. Yes. What is more like a little nipple that you can have with you all the time and suck on when you're anxious? <laughs> yes absolutely um yeah it all like reeks of like some of like oral stage like dysfunction yeah some kind of like psychosexual fixation at the oral stage like um definitely I mean you know um he 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 also says that he I've seen a couple of other interviews where he says that he loves cooking at home like that's when he was still married uh I think it was for like a press junket for On the Basis of Sex, which I have not seen that film, but he was talking about how he is a feminist. Like he really was trying to like leave no doubt that he's a feminist. As you said before, like it sounds very like protesting too much kind of thing. But he did say that he enjoys cooking at home and he does a lot of it. And people were screenshotting pictures of his Instagram of him like doing the Instagram thing of like taking pictures of your food. But the majority of the things that he was posting was just raw meat and like heads of animals. Oh my God. It's fucking sick. Like when you actually like paste it all together, the grid is, is grisly. Like it's not, it doesn't look good because all it's literally all raw. Nothing is cooked. And it's, it's, it's just like, it, it looks like an abattoir. I mean, also, his, someone said his favorite movie is Raw. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is also really interesting. It's also like, <laughs> would say that he'd cut an animal's heart out and put it in his mouth. Yeah. In one of the DMs, like, what? where? <laughs> like, <laughs> was it like a hamster? Like, or like a goat? Like, what? Be more specific. What was the context? <laughs> that you did that. Like, I actually really like steak tartare. Like, I mean, I'm just going to say that. Like, I mean, if it's prepared, it be raw. raw meat can be really delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, me too. I love my steak, like, bloody. I like almost like a blue steak. Yes. Yeah, same. Like, you know, really delicious. I wouldn't eat, like, chicken raw because that's, that's no. gross. But, like, definitely, you know, like, I like I like sashimi. I, like, I love sashimi. Yeah. Um, But, like... Don't you think Oysters. it's a bit like all of this stuff of like, 
I'm I'm a feminist. Like I'm in these feminist films. I love cooking at home. Like all of this stuff. Is it like a bit borderline personality-ish? I know. I was just like, I was just thinking that. Just like you that that you had like this whole ten year marriage, and all you were doing was like pretending to be just the same as your wife. Yeah. And like maybe if you were just like a bit more kind of honest about who you were. Yeah. Maybe you wouldn't have got into that marriage in the first place, but also maybe like your marriage might have lasted. I don't know. Um, but I guess like maybe she wouldn't have married him in the first place if she if but and, you know, right. it seems like he kind of tricked her <laughs> like he was like I'm a yeah. feminist who loves cooking and it's like no you're a misogynist he loves cannibalism different he he emotionally catfished her yeah yeah he did like he pretended to be something that he really he wasn't and actually there is a precedent of him catfishing lovers as well he claims that it's because he put he basically goes on like tinder and posts a generic picture of a handsome guy but mm-hmm. it's not it's not him and it looks nothing like him and then he meets up and then when the woman is like hey you know you're not you don't look anything like the picture he's like oh it's just because i'm a film star and i want anonymity but but what's interesting is the function of catfishing because that is repeated. Mm. It's, it's exactly as you said, like he presents himself in a different guise, but hasn't actually taken stock of his own identity, which is very borderline. Yeah. And also like someone like him, I mean, when you first started saying that, I was like, well, yeah, obviously if you're a film star, you don't want to put your real picture on, t- on Tinder yeah. because it will end up in all of the papers. Um, but actually, like, if you're a film star, I don't think you need to go on Tinder. Like, oh, exactly. A lot of people in your day to day life, like a lot of really interesting, clever, successful, talented people, of course, would be a joy today. But he's looking for people that he doesn't have to get to know and therefore exactly. like respect, so that he can just kind of objectify them. Yeah. Um, which is what the like the, those messages. They're not like as much as I was like you know it's with another person and I, I feel that they've like mapped out some kind of consensual scenario before mm-hmm. they started maybe it's like got a lot further than she would have ever imagined it um, yeah but like you know it seems that they've established some kind of like bdsm relationship because she's saying like yes sir i'm yours like you know they've mm-hmm. they've like established that they're going to have some kind of relationship like that even if it's just over dms yeah. but like it's totally it's just like such an example of like a non-relationship relationship, a relationship. And like, I know to a certain extent, like I feel like Zizek would say like to a certain extent, we all have to like kill the other person in order to like have an orgasm. <laughs> like, you know, like you can't, it's, yeah. it's very difficult to like take the entirety of like someone's being in and like all of the things that are like powering your erotic drives as well. Like mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, there's not really enough room for two of you in the bed wow um, yeah like mentally like but mm-hmm. it's very it's like there's not even enough room for two people in those dms <laughs> like his his fantasies are like totally pushing like anything about like her subjectivity like out of there and that's not what being yeah. is for like if anything like the you know the people that do it say that like the submissive is the person in charge and it's really all for them yeah like that's kind of that is what it's supposed to be to a certain extent like yeah the real power dynamic but he's like clearly really breaking that rule yeah yeah absolutely yeah that is so true and the fact that he also calls all of them kitten yeah so he doesn't have to remember their names yeah yeah infantilizes the women as well yeah but I think I think it is important for him to feel like 
the superior one in every sense. Yeah. Because um, the thing is, like, I've um, I've also noticed that he claims to admire Ma- Ma- the, the Marquis de Sade. Mm. And then he said that, you know, he, he was asked the question, like, who would be your ideal dinner party guest? And he said, Saad. But I I have to ask myself, did he really read Marquis de Sade? I don't think so. Because that shit is boring. It's first, first of all, very bland and boring. Mm-hmm. But secondly, like, if anyone who's read The Philosophy of the Bedroom knows full well that you know, principally, it is philosophy. It's not. It's not meant to t- titillate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was not the objective. You know what I mean? It's. It, it seems very pedestrian to me. It's almost as if he says that to kind of claim some kind of shock value. Yeah. Like, look at me. You know, look at me. I'm so twisted. I'm such a freak. I love Marquis de Sade. But it's like, if you actually are a philosopher or a student of philosophy and you engage with that work, you kind of understand that the the eroticism and the transgression contained within it is is something of like it's very intellectual but if you're entirely like devoid of intellectual muscle then you could also read it at face value which of course is. yeah definitely because definitely. you know like he is well like i think above all he is just like a kinky himbo like yeah you know, he's not he's not bright <laughs> like no, no, no. Um, he's not an intellectual heavyweight, but I guess no, that also. <laughs> but he's, <laughs> but he's, but I guess that also is reflected in the way that he engages in the kink, mm-hmm. because he's like it's as if he's trying to like. He just reminds me of that one guy in high school who always tries to flex, and he's always the peacock and like showing off and boasting, but it's just empty gestures and it's like boring well that's that's what I think that's why I think it's so important that these are words and not action he's I mean I now that you've told me about this aftercare like you know uh thing ghosting, yeah you know, about like ghosting and um so there are this like has different meaning but mm-hmm. I did um but there was a bit where you see like one of the girls talk and she says, when you, when we began to communicate, you said you wanted to fly me to Los Angeles. That was the mm-hmm. reason why I was in America, but you've not met me. I understand the reason, but I was hurt. If you immediately said that's impossible, I wouldn't have been offended. I want honesty and openness. Um, I'm not a teenager. I don't need promises. I need truth. Mm. But that what that said to me was like, of course this guy can't meet you because he said all of this stuff that he cannot possibly do in real life yeah like he's 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 incapable of doing this and actually you know what like you're gonna meet him and you're gonna think this guy is gonna like tie you up and like you know do all of this stuff that you know you're also quite excited about and he just wants a fucking hug from his feminist wife he just wants his feminist wife to like him yeah like that's all he wants like it's just that and I don't know I just think this is all talk this is all like him like imagining a world where he's powerful exactly and a relationship where he's powerful but it's just an imagine it's just it's just a fantasy because he's not capable of doing it like no he's not he's not he's said to playboy he's not capable (laughs) of doing it yeah he's literally said it you know and he regretted it right afterwards as well exactly. that he said too much and he's like he's you know he kind of only do this stuff to women he's not scared of 
and no. I don't think he'll find one. You know, like he's because no. like women are fucking terrifying, and they're all cleverer and stronger and more impressive than than he is. Yeah, if anything, he was probably just this was all probably just acting out against his successful wife who who did make a name for herself in the food world Mm -hmm. and he's kind of like trying to repurpose what he probably sees as a superpower and claim it for himself but in a totally different realm it's true he's like the like he's like the super villain of the food (laughs) network (laughs) yeah yeah definitely you know because imagine like now his wife who is a pretty well-established you know figure in that in that in that field she's now i mean everyone who's going to be who's going to encounter her probably in the back of their mind when they're talking about food this is always going to be like the kind of dark shadow cast in her work Mm. i just find that it's very embarrassing you know like that connotation of her working in food writing about food filming food shows developing recipes and now the meme is that her husband's a cannibal or her ex is a cannibal you know it is like it's the perfect revenge but i just think that it might have been an unconscious impulse Mm -hmm. where that perfectly marries you know the kind of um entrepreneurial killer instinct of the cayman islands that does not operate on the basis of morality and it's very greedy that kind of plays off his wife's kind of like successful career, but is also very charitable and very philanthropic. And that is centered around food and consumption, his abandonment issues, which also are a big feature of BPD, you know, abandonment issues is core. It's absolutely up there, you know? Um, Like, I mean, you know, he's literally created this discourse in his DMs where he's kind of like tried to depict himself as this persona that will literally steal your heart. He is like a heartbreaker, you know, like he will rip your heart out of your chest. That That's the kind of lover that he is. Um, he'll leave your his mark on you mm. and you will lose your heart to him. You know, it's, I don't know. It's just, he also had this like pathological hatred of Henry Cavill really did you read that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because well, they worked together on man from uncle yeah and also because i think cavill is like i guess depicted in hollywood as this like you know the kind of ideal male archetype kind of thing mm-hmm. and superman and like i think army hammer wants that for himself and one of his one of his kittens said that she'd had a dream about Henry Cavill. She only just said that she had a dream. She didn't say that she was in love with Henry Cavill or anything, but apparently he lost his rag. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I know. Because they kind of look alike. There is a similarity. So I can see how there would be an identification there that troubles him. That's interesting. I mean, I just mm. think like Hollywood's not the place for him. No, definitely not. You know, I don't, like, I think he's, I was thinking, when this happened, like, obviously the first thing I thought about was Beatrice Daly. Yeah. Who is a cannibal. Yeah. (laughs) Or isn't a cannibal, but, like, you know, has, you know, her, like, funny interview story is that she worked in a morgue, took acid, and ate someone's 
a, a piece of dead person. That's right. Like, and if, and that's France. Like, that's like a very well known actress. Like, who like, and that's with a cannibal story as like her dinner party story. And no yeah. one bats an eyelid, and everyone keeps like keeps casting her. Yes. So, like you know, I, obviously, like I, this is obviously also tied up with like infidelity and like you know poor treatment of like these these women who are like probably younger than him and his sexual partners and so yeah there's obviously like a lot more going on here but I was just like dude mm. move to France like yeah you know, like, nobody nobody would care no one's gonna care you'll get cast more like there's a certain <laughs> and like you know I've talked to a lot of people about this like like my you know I talked to a, a guy who was just like I didn't really know who he was before now he's much more interesting like there's a subsection of like people who, you know like he, he should be in a Lars von Trier film. He should be in a Gaspar Noé film. Absolutely. Um, you know, he, um, he shouldn't work with Polanski, but that's there. Like, yeah. you know, there's like a bunch <laughs> of like European directors who are going to, who would make like a really good meal, but on sh- out of a star <laughs> persona. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he needs that kind of advice right now. Like, what the hell is he thinking? Like, laying all his hopes on a j-lo movie shotgun wedding like no dude just go and like ask to meet Lars von Trier immediately or 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 even Marina Devan yes oh that would be lovely in my skin too hello I mean like, like no that would be like a powerful woman that he like that like <laughs> that, you know causes an unleashing of like uncontrollable feelings of envy and like he will do something bad like he shouldn't be working with women I'm afraid like no like, he but shouldn't he be should... working with powerful female directors because he's just gonna get upset <laughs> but okay hear me out hear okay, me out okay. what if what if it's Marina Devan directing mm-hmm. and it he it's it's the story of a lost cannibal in Hollywood who learns that the only ethical cannibalistic consumption is auto cannibalism. Oh my god, that's so beautiful. Because that's what ends up happening in in my skin. I mean, she doesn't hurt anybody else. She just feeds feasts on her own flesh. That's really interesting. Do you think that's where he's going to go next? I think that's that that for him that's the path to redemption, yeah, <laughs> because it, because that way then he can he, he he doesn't have to disavow his fetish you know, we, he doesn't have to be kink shamed out of disowning his fantasies. Mm-hmm. He can still stay true to who he is and follow his desire, but he turns it on himself. So no one else gets hurt. No one needs aftercare. No one's ghosted. He is the, his own subject in that in that regard hmm. that's very good and advice then, and it's like that and then in that way it makes him appreciated more because there's only so much he can take from himself yeah right yeah. so he doesn't have he can't be greedy with it you yeah. know he has to ditch the cayman islands mentality <laughs> i mean yeah that is like actually going to like it's in a way it's like a sort of like physical manifestation because he clearly feels that he's not enough exactly there's not enough of him and that's why he like, yeah. so super engages with this wife who like who you know who takes on her like interests, her personality traits, her ethics. Right. You know, so he clearly feels that he's deficient in some way. 
probably yeah. not iron deficient, but you know. Um, <laughs> and I cannot stop. I'm like fucking no, mad no, of you there. It's, it's, it's not good. I'm so sorry. It's cheap love. No, um, please do. Please continue. So yeah, like to you know start eating himself and then realize that like there's not like there's like he's limited. Yeah, like probably going to be a really tragic moment, but like maybe maybe he'll like come to some kind of acceptance because we're all limited. We've only got so we're much all in our end. Exactly, and the thing is, you know, it's not going to be anything exotic like sliding into people's DMs asking women to be barbecued and stuff like that. It's not, you know, it's not going to be anything like tragic like that. It's going to be a, a true self reflection. He's going to have to lock himself up in a hotel room. And just get on with it, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> That's a really good I mean, film idea. I think you should pitch it to Marina Devon. <laughs> Army Hammer, if you can hear our voice right now, um, DM us. Our DMs are open, but only with serious requests <laughs> for this film. <laughs> um, I have to say, Sarah, that this actually made me think that I have some questions for you about how this might relate to vomiting wow that's actually a really good that's a really good question um Mm. I haven't actually considered that yet but I have been thinking about male vomiting a lot in the last few days because I was doing some research on Jay Davidson who is Uh the star of the crying game oh yeah um who plays Dill in the crying game and I was getting into all of that you know that thing of the sort of like very now very controversial scene in the crying game where like the you know the discovery of someone's gender like causes like a vomiting reaction and uh-huh. now that's like had the really I mean I, I actually don't think it was intended to portray disgust I think more self-disgust because it's more yeah. about a guy trying to deny the fact that he's gay and um then like being confronted with it despite having tried to escape it um but uh, like the unintended consequence of that scene was that it was like parodied in loads of scenes that were like super totally transphobic like the ace ventura scene and the gun scene and you know and and, like caused a lot of like upset and hurt and that's terrible um but i was thinking about like what that vomit really means and like taken into consideration with the rest of the film which like Mm. starts which you know starts with this like attraction to this like to not to this trans woman but to like a british soldier so yeah. anyway, so yeah, I've been thinking about male vomiting a little bit more and kind of like self-denial um, or, yeah. like, or just like people, men not accepting who they are. Um, yeah, I mean, because the, the reason I wanted to ask you is because um, I guess it makes, you know, cannibalism and like the vomiting thing to me is interesting psychoanalytically just in the sense of like I guess the link with digestion and what we what we long to consume versus what we long to expel and um I just wondered whether there was some kind of like vital link between the two that you know I don't know I think it's just about knowing and not knowing yeah um like you know in my writing about women vomiting, which is on the yeah. Final Girls website, Bloody Women, you should take a look. Lots of lovely essays. Check it out for sure. This is unmissable. Yeah. Um, it's because, like, the vomiting is because, like, w- the women have realized something intolerable and they cannot, they can't tolerate it. 
Mm-hmm. This is because they've realized, because they know. You know, yeah. it's, and it's like often because like other people aren't accepting, like that, you know, other people are like denying something that they that these women need to have um, admitted or you know, or repressing those women in some way or suppressing these women. But the women mm-hmm. know. Like it's things mm-hmm. that women know about themselves or know about the situation or know about someone else. That's why the vomit happens. It's not it's not like it's not in the case of Army Hammer who does not know, like, or who's, like, refusing to know what's wrong with him. So, like, he's just going to eat and eat and eat. Like, the vomiting vomiting really can only come to someone who's, like, smart enough to have figured something out. Oh, wow. Like, it's often, like, it's, you know, it's, like, it's an an acting out. It's, like, I think it's quite a powerful thing to vomit in film. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like... It, it's like it's if you aren't going to listen to my words and women's words often aren't listened to then I will like give you a physical manifestation of what is wrong but wow. like if you're just eating and eating and eating which he seems to want to do yeah you you this he's like, dissociating actually you're totally dissociating oh yeah so yeah it's kind of the opposite I would say it's literally the opposite he's just literally he's there's a kind of um void inside himself that he probably just wants to cover up with the flesh of his lover but it is a greedy act of dissociation it's a gluttonous um sort of divorcing himself away from the moment as opposed to longing to know something yeah yeah oh my god he wants to not know he wants to not know yeah Yeah, that is true Um, because he and he certainly has revealed that in interviews oh my god Sarah that's that's genius well I didn't think of it you did (laughs) no no I I just came with a question I was I was like intrigued because just because of the digestive tract um link (laughs) but um like subtly talking about the human centipede I know what you're doing oh my god Sarah Just thinking about the digestive tract recently. Stop it. <laughs> you know there's nothing I'm more frightened of than that film. I know. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay. I've just got another funny tweet here. Okay. So some so apparently Army Hammer, he's he, he's being quite um maybe prior to the scandal, he was quite active on Twitter. Mm. This is a tweet from last year. He said, I woke up around 5 a.m. this morning to my mom pouring oil on my head and praying very loudly in tongues while standing over my bed so she could get the demons out of me. How's everyone else's morning? What the fuck? I know. And then somebody screenshotted that tweet and said, Army Hammer's mother tried to pray away the cannibalism. God bless her heart. But it's like, well, they shouldn't have left him in that suitcase of money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is why I'm dying to know more about his family. Like, somebody please put out an unauthorized biography of Army Hammer. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be fascinating. I mean, I really hope the guy gets therapy. Me too. I I do honestly hope that he's going to be okay. He was in that movie Wounds, right? Oh yeah, he was. Ew, that movie was. I'm sorry. And like he does, literally, like put he puts he like literally like goes inside someone, like someone's like face, doesn't he? If if I remember correctly, or like yeah, he's like consuming. I don't. It's like he kind of like consumes like darkness from from inside someone else, right? 
Yeah. 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 What was that? So the, the premise of that film is disturbing and mysterious things begin to happen to a bartender after he brings home a phone that was left behind at his bar and he's getting weird DMs, remember? Yeah, we should watch that again because suddenly we, we need to more interesting. We need to re- yeah, we need to rewatch Wounds. And, and actually, and Call Me By Your And Call Me By Your Name. I think it makes Rebecca more interesting. As yes. Well. Oh my God. I mean, like, he's really, I, d- I did think Wounds was interesting. I didn't really enjoy it very much the first time I saw it. But I might. I hated it. I, 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 I hated it as well. But like, I did remember thinking, like, oh, I didn't realize that this was like the star persona that um, Hammer's going for. Like, because yeah. like, by your name is very, like, you know, it's very, like, charming. And then, yeah, a leading man kind of. And I did yeah. think it was an interesting depiction of masculinity about, because it's all, again, it's the same circumstance. It's a guy who is, like, deficient. It's a guy yes. who is, like, empty in some way or, like, has a void. And he's, like, working in a bar. He's, he's like, a clever guy. But he's working yeah. in the bar and taking drugs and staying out and getting drunk. And yeah. his girlfriend is like working towards some kind of masters or something. Exactly. Like a teaching degree. I can't remember, but she's like at home working really hard. Yeah. And they and he hates her. Yeah. Like. Um, That's right. And he's and he he hasn't he ha- he wants to have an affair. He has an affair. Is is it Zazie Beats? Yes. Yeah. That's right. So it's very similar kind of dynamics of this kind of uh, quite dis- disrupt disruption in the in the relationship and um, and and the man being a bit at sea with his own feelings and identity in relation to his partner mm-hmm. and acting out. Oh my god! I need to rewatch Wounds yeah. in the context of these DMs. Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch it today or tomorrow because that's really interesting. It's all really yeah, interesting. I, it I mean, is all really interesting. And again, like I say, I have to say, I don't, you know, I don't mean to be unsympathetic to anyone. Like it upset me to see those DMs, so I can imagine them coming into your inbox. It's really traumatic, and I didn't mean to imply that like no damage has been done. I would no, no, like, no, you no. Know, sometimes you want impact. to kind of ask exactly, you know, you know, like we we tend we tend to like cancel people because we don't like we don't like them we don't like something they've done. And I don't necessarily yeah. think that people should like. I definitely gender. I don't really necessarily think that people's lives should be disrupted because of their like sexual fantasies. Oh. But, like obviously, you know, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy reading those. It would be horrible to get them. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, weren't expecting it. <laughs> it would be really horrible. Yeah, definitely. Like, we're definitely not minimizing the the hurt that's caused and anyone who's who's felt traumatized by what he said and done. Like, that is a legitimate thing to feel. And, you know, we're not trying to trivialize that. But it is. But like, but just to echo what you said, Sarah, I think it is important to um, kind of resist the impulse of just categorically canceling or shutting down someone when these kinds of like really bizarre twisted things come out because actually it is all very public and it is all very um everyone's got an opinion on it but like as always the psychoanalytic um way of engaging is i think the ideal one because we we respond to the taboo and as 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 honestly as we can mm. you know and if we do if we do see humor in it then that's that's kind of okay too that's kind of you know that's kind of valid too and it doesn't it's not meant to denigrate anyone's experience 
you know, we have to kind of like try and express um, our reaction to it. And and I think that's valid, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And also, if you read those DMs and you were turned on, that's fine, too. Like that's totally cool. Like no, no shame, no kink shame, no judgment. Like, you know, um, (laughs) people say some weird stuff in DMs. People say weird stuff. And the thing is like in the heat of the moment, we're all capable of saying some pretty outlandish shit, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's the thing that makes this story so compelling because we kind of on some level probably unconsciously identify with being the one sending out those signals, you know? So when we see that there is like this chorus of public derision, we don't want to belong to the minority of sickos who might have said or done things that are fucked up. So it's just safer to join, you know, the bigger crowd and be like, this is gross. You know, he's sick. He's a freak, whatever. But what people don't realize is that longing to be a a member of the bigger club is done defensively. Like, admittedly, I've never said to someone um, that I want to remove their head from their body, which is (laughs) which is what Army Hammer said to someone. But you know, Did might you have say might... That you wanted to remove someone's head from their body. Yeah. Oh, I don't have that one. Yeah, let me find it as the exact quote. He's not going to be able to keep someone alive after doing that. No. Does he also think he's a surgeon? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he said. Um, so this is I, this is out of context. Uh, the, the the whole chain of DMs was not published or screenshotted, but. Mm-hmm. Um, He said, well, very convenient of you to bring that up because if for some reason something goes wrong and my wife finds out, I will probably remove remove your head from your body. Yeah, sorry. So it wasn't that wasn't like a a sex. It's so hard to know if something's a sex or a threat because I mean, that's the thing, you know, he's really blurred the lines there because um, that, that to me reads as still part of the fantasy. Exactly. Like Um, it's exactly the same. Like. Is you, so you just like how would you know how to respond if someone know. is like oh you know I'll have you called and be like thanks honey I love you too you know exactly like, same as all of the fantasies yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you really know something's gone wrong with him if he's saying things like so how was your day today you know like um or if he just like you know runs an errand for you or yeah. something like that's when you really like the alarm bells are ringing yeah, this is the weird this is the weirdest perversion of all <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um so yeah I mean I was he ever like m- one of my faves no, no. so I'm not I mean, like I'm not in you know this like I'm, I, this, this makes him interesting <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> I may have a reason to pay attention yeah. like yeah, exactly. This makes him interesting because he he's actually lets the you know the mask has slipped. I guess that's also why I I, I enjoy American Psycho as much as I do. Not because um, it is a little bit different when it's people's DMs because I'm like, hmm, okay, well, you know, what's going on in this guy's life? Like, mm. you know, has he buried any bodies? Like, you know, th- those questions did go in through my mind. But then the more I read and the more I realized, you know, the more I saw of what he was 
DMing, the more I realized this guy is actually really scared. Yeah, this yeah, and that's not to say like that that would make anyone feel better that they mistreated by him. But maybe it would. Oh no! You know? Like I do, you know, it does help me when someone mistreats me to understand that they're not very happy. You know, yeah. it, it does, and like I think it should. You know, I hope that it helps in this scenario because. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He's a really scared person. Also, don't you think that you when you're a Hollywood star and you're or like a Hollywood actor, whatever, um, and you're saying mm. things like that in your verified DMs. Yeah. Like and you're like saying, Oh, I you know, you you say a bunch of stuff and then you're like, Oh, I should really get you to sign an NDA, which you haven't yeah. really. Like, do are you not do you not are you not willing it to a certain extent to get out there? Absolutely. You, you know you you know not to do that it's like it's not the same like it's yeah it's the same for anybody but especially for a, a famous person he should yeah. he should know not to do that if he doesn't want people to find out absolutely so, he, he wanted to be caught I would call this a cry for help definitely definitely um yeah like without again w- wanting to like express any undue sympathy for him that's not the point mm. It's just an observation. I totally agree with you, Sarah, that he, on some level, wanted to be cut out. Yeah. Um, and also kind of taking his daughter to some of the kind of encounters as well. What? Well, not at, you know, nothing too extreme, but he would text someone and be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just taking my daughter out for a walk. We're in your neighborhood. Can I just come and see you quickly? Um, and then the, the lady texts back and says, look, I'm really tired. I'm just going to, I'll just see you in the morning. We, we've planned, we've planned something in the morning. I'll just see you then. And he's like, oh no, please. I'm just like right outside your house. And like, just want to quickly see you. And then he said something like, um, oh, I didn't, I don't think I saved this in my main document, but <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole file on army hammer. Um, but he basically said something like, okay, I'll just sit outside your house and think of cutting your flesh or something like that. Well, like, again, is that like, is that a threat or is that a, like, a, is what is that? <laughs> he's basically saying like, I'll just, yeah. I mean, he's like saying, I'll just take the next best thing. You're really close by and I'm, I'm here with my daughter, but like, I'm going to think about you. And it's like, it's hard to know if this is meant to be like a compliment yeah actually I really I wish I could find that dm now because the 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 lady in the dms was really funny and she's like she's like look uh I'm really tired and asexual right now (laughs) yeah isn't that hilarious like that I'm saving that yeah, I, that's gonna be my like. That's gonna be like my bo- boilerplate, my template response mm. to the next guy who DMs asking for feed pics. Like, <laughs> I still think that's. I'm still furious about that. By the way. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So for our listeners, I was telling Sarah that um, I, I don't know if the person who did this might even be listening to this probably not but I got a dm from a guy asking for feed pics and he even offered me money in exchange this is a stranger on the internet he just dm'd me and uh I told Paul about it my husband and then Paul said uh just take the money and send him a picture of my feet (laughs) 
I mean, that is a good idea. But yeah, just like the idea, like the fact that there are so many places you can go for feet pics and you still have to like bother a nice lady on the internet. So, yeah, like, like you know, yeah, exactly. And then the fact I, I was, obviously I didn't like engage this person too much, but I was like, no way. And then he's like, what's the problem? It's just the foot. It's not a big deal. And it's like, what's the problem? Wait. I don't fucking know you. Like, it's- yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to enter into a negotiation with you about feet pics. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, we're not bartering right now. And that's not what this is. Um, anyway, so for th- anyone else who wants to get in touch about feet pics, just know my answer is going to be, uh, hell no, it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> which again, I'm going to reiterate, uh, Sarah's heard this already, but I really wanted to put out a tweet that said, um, do not entertain men in your DMs asking for feet pics. You give them an inch and they want a foot. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I have to put it out there. This does not apply to Army Hammer, though. If Army Hammer wants to DM about the movie, then please do so. Yeah, DM us about that because that's a really interesting proposition. Don't ask. Yeah, D- no way. We're, you're not going to get that, but you will get a serious offer for a film. <laughs> you know, like half of my toenail fell off during a Pilates class the other day. I'm just saying oh. that in case your foot stalker is listening and like get the horrible <laughs> surprise in their, <laughs> in their ears. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now I'm getting a, a vision of that, that scene in Black Swan. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I didn't hurt at all. Like I used to work in agent provocateur. Um, yeah, and you had to wear five inch heels. It was in your contract. Oh god! So I am so used to my toenails falling off. Like I think they just basically <laughs> don't like they don't know how to grip onto my feet anymore because I bash them around so much. <laughs> so like occasionally it does happen, especially in winter when I'm like wearing like boots and like walking. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it was absolutely fine. I just there's a lot. Yeah, of that. You kind of have to like raise up on your toes a bit, like Black Swan. And uh, yeah. yeah, my toenail couldn't handle it. Oh damn. I know. Yeah, <laughs> You're made of strong stuff. Yeah, I don't have to on them though. They won't break again, it's fine. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> have we left anything out from the Army Hammer DMs? I, I've loved talking about this. I don't think so. Hang on, let me just scroll okay. through and just like double, double, double check. But I really think that just your sort of ideas about abandonment issues are mm. like are definitely at the root of this not that we're like licensed therapists or anything no. but as like no. pop forensic yeah. therapists <laughs> I think that we can like I think yeah we can definitely agree that something's not right then yeah definitely I mean you know it's we can't we, we there's a lot of information we don't have and we it's not, you know at, at the risk of breaking the the you know the gold water rule always there's always that risk um we, we're not trying to like diagnose him with anything informally but it's just the textures are there and it's interesting mm-hmm. these are just observations but well, yeah i mean i don't think there's anything left to say except that no. mary I really think that you're the Michael Phelps of podcasting. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's a huge compliment, Sarah. Oh really? Um, do you know who Michael Phelps is? Because I, I do. I have seen that man swim. That's the highest compliment I've ever received. Oh, wow. um, you are the Michael Jordan of. <laughs> <laughs> 
of film research and writing and being just absolutely brilliant. Thanks so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will be in touch on social media with you guys for, um, you know, we will try and engage you um, in deciding the topic of our next series too. So stay tuned for that. Follow us in all the usual places. If you do enjoy your, um, if you, if you're enjoying the content, um, do consider donating. Uh, we always, always appreciate your support. It helps us do what we love. Um, and thank you so much. And if you're thinking of sliding into our DMs, just know that we have pictures of Mary's husband's feet and we'll send them to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're there at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Mary. Bye. Bye. Bye.